Okay, I'm so excited. We're gonna talk about workplace safety. Ooh, and creepy snakes. You're not gonna wanna miss this one. Stay tuned. Wham Safety. The Wham Safety Podcast with Wendy Jensen Nichols and Paul Ferber. Wham. I have a great story for us. I'm ready. Okay, this is going to be good. So, back in the day when I was over Health and Safety and Human Resources, we would manage all of the workers' comp injuries. And I know you're not familiar with any of oh, that. Oh, come on. Right? <laughs> I've time. had my share. Exactly. So this was a great one. So we had a facility, and the facility was kind of out away from everything. At this facility, we had a lot of issues with rattlesnakes. Mm, come on. Yeah, nasty. So they would always, like, climb up into the guys' trucks or their big bulldozers or whatever that they're working on. And so they would jump in their trucks and they'd see these rattlesnakes and we had multiple employees who had got bitten by these rattlesnakes so we had to really start implementing a process and procedures to help protect all of our employees from all the rattlesnakes out there so one day one of the guys he's done with work it's the end of the shift he's cruising home on the road to head out to head home and while he's driving out on our premises he sees a rattlesnake he's pretty upset because they've had enough issues with them to deal with and so he thinks i'm gonna run that sucker over and back back over him and make sure he's dead so he backs over the guy again and he gets out of his truck and he goes out and he picks up the rattlesnake rattlesnake is not dead it turns around and bites him oh, no. and so we're like no we just went through this whole process of training everyone and we didn't have any injuries or illnesses that had occurred and so our lost days went up because now this guy just got bit yeah but you probably forgot to train him about driving home stopping in the road (laughs) to kill one you probably forgot that piece in your training that was yeah i think you're right dang it it, we we seem to do whatever we're taught so you missed an opportunity there and you caused that guy to get bit good learning that's what i'm thinking (laughs) exactly So how bad was it? It was pretty bad. So we ended up having to get him into the emergency room and they had to go get the venom and all of that to take care of him. And so that was a pretty serious one. So definitely a learning lesson for all of us, you know, how dangerous it can be. And don't pick it up, even if you think it's dead. Definitely don't pick it up. And let me tell you, I'm going to stick to a work story, but I want to just tell you one thing about that real quick. The rumor out there is that you get the snake that's bit you and you take that snake with you to the emergency room. And so that way you can properly identify the snake that bit you to the doctor. But let me tell you, that's a fallacy though, okay? The minute you walk up in ER with a snake in your hand or in a bag, they're going to throw it out. They don't want you in that ER with a snake in the bag because, you know, snakes have been known to be able to bite people long after they're perceived dead. And remember, their venom is still active. If you were to hold it by its face, to display its fangs and all those kind of things that people like to do. Hey, mister, check out my snake fangs. Snake fangs are awesome. There's still a hazard associated with a dead snake or a dying snake. And so you have to be mindful of that. 
But I can tell you this funny story okay. real quick. A guy did get bit in my hometown. I was working in the ER. I'm a medic. And so sometimes the medics, when they're not on an ambulance run, will work in the ER. So if people come into the ER, we can help triage and start treatment while we go wake up the doctor and that kind of thing. In a small rural community, our doctors tend to nap between patients. There you go. And so somebody brought in a snake in a bag okay. and dumped the bag on the snake on the ER floor. And as you would imagine, everybody went crazy. Nobody got bit, but the reality was nobody wanted that snake in that ER. And then I got to hear a doctor who is also a general in the Alabama National Guard. I got to hear him come apart on everybody about allowing a snake in the ER. So that's where I learned where it might sound like a good idea, but the best thing for you to do is to say, hey, it was a rattlesnake. Right. And don't worry about uh, showing it. How about take a picture? That's probably a better (laughs) resource than to bring in the snake. I agree. Well, tell me this. When this gentleman returned to work from stopping, running over the snake, getting bit, how was that received (laughs) by the... Oh my goodness, everybody gave him such a hard time. It's like, what the heck were you thinking? He's like, well, I thought it was dead, right? I rounded over, I backed over it again. He looked dead, he wasn't moving. So I thought I'd get out and check it out. (laughs) I think I'd had to call him Rattlesnake Jack. There you go, that's his new nickname. Seems like a good nickname to me. (laughs) We love you, Rattlesnake uh, Jack. The the, the fact is though, and, and all joking aside, you know, we always try to make light of situations when people don't die. And the reality for us today is is that we can't take that for granted. We can't assume that snake is dead. Yes. And honestly, I can't tell you the number of times I've heard stories where people jump out of their vehicle, go cut the rattles off. True. They glue a safety pin to them. They safety pin them to their hat. It's, it's a badge kinda, of honor. Come that's on. right. That's right. A badge <laughs> of courage. And if you're that guy or that mm-hmm. gal, non-gender specific, of course, so if, you, if you're that person, just be mindful of that. Because here's a story that might just change your life. Don't presume that snake is dead. So you guard yourself. I'm not saying don't get the rattles because I, I can't tell you that I'm not going to get the rattles if I happen to run one over. But, you got to save those. But just make certain that you're taking the precautions. You don't get caught up in the fact that you killed a big one. Exactly. And get distracted by the glory and then get bit. Right. And then you can be just like Rattlesnake Jack and have to suffer the consequences of your coworkers when you get back to work. Giving you a bad time for the rest of your life. <laughs> You know, I uh, talk about rattlesnakes. I had a facility one time out in Arizona. Mm-hmm. They would come in from the desert during the night. Oh. And it was a steel manufacturing facility, and so there were a lot of open doors. Right. And machine doors, equipment doors, and they would come in during the night. To so they're get, trying to get to, warm, right? To get warm. Yeah. And then they would find a pocket or a place to be. And so during the day, under lines, in closets in just the strangest and smallest of places. What about like their jackets people, people, that they well, wear? Well, most of the time, all that was hung up on the wall. Okay. And if you left PPE laying around, certainly it could be a place where they would hide. But they had had this problem for such a period of time that they got good about closing up places where they would be. I mean, they had an active program for a long period of time wow. on prevention. You know, you mentioned earlier that your company actually had to have a procedure in place. Well, who in the world thinks about writing a rattlesnake procedure? Exactly. Well, in the desert, you have to, or out west and other places Mm -hmm. where they're a little more prevalent. So what we did was we actually had people who would go first thing in the morning. A lot of times it was a supervisor, a lead man, and they would actually walk the line and they would be looking under the line because during the day as it gets hotter, Mm -hmm. the snakes would come out because the line has steel on it, hot steel. Yeah. And so it would take those cool places from the night and make them super hot places in the day. Uh-huh. 
and so they would be laying up in there at night and so when we'd start up operation the next morning Mm -hmm. those snakes were like oh no it's too hot in here i'm out of here i'm going outside (laughs) you know so then they start coming through the plant Mm -hmm. which makes it a hazard for everyone and so we literally had it as part of our shift start procedure was someone would walk those lines and we had rattlesnake sticks you know long sticks with hooks on the end Mm -hmm. and for a long period of time we weren't killing them because we were trying to do our due diligence and ensuring that people didn't get bit but we wanted to do what's right for the environment we were always trying not to just kill a bunch of rattlesnakes but a couple of the employees said hey look I'd like to as my side job you know a lot of us work shift work you know you work four days on three days off or five days on Mm -hmm. two days off and so in their off days they wanted to do things so what they said was hey look I'll take all of those rattlesnakes and we'll process them process them for food process them for skins Mm. and um, did you have rattlesnake dinners and uh, yeah you actually had uh, no (laughs) they probably could (laughs) have that's a a great appreciation see there you (laughs) we we missed an opportunity exactly I don't think we should feed that to our folks but they did they actually made rattlesnake bites and they uh, and they just had all kinds of things that they did with those rattlesnakes and so on any given week Mm -hmm. they would kill six to ten of them but the problem we had though is it got to where we quit just making sure the plant was clear but we would go walk the property our teammates would go walk the property looking for them and that wasn't what we were supposed to be doing with our work time right our work time was supposed to ensure that we were safe on the inside and be on the lookout on the outside but it wasn't snake hunting Exactly. And so it turned from That'd be being... That'd be kind of fun, though. Yeah, you get a I mean, snake I, I, hunting job yeah. and your regular job. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the, uh, the snake hunters. Yeah, exactly. That, it should have been a new uh, a new job that we could have exactly. bid out and uh, had somebody on call. It could be a new Netflix. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> the snake hunter. Exactly. Yeah, hey. Just like the bounty hunter. Yes. Yeah, that would be kind of good. That'd be fun. At the end of the day, right. where we always like to go, and, and that is the fact that something seemingly so simple, mm-hmm. it can turn deadly in just a matter of seconds. In one inch, one second one inch away from what was a near miss or a near hit or a near strike could be a a life-changing accident yes and so when we're dealing with anything i'm talking about wasp nests i'm talking about snakes we're talking about rodent problems Mm -hmm. i mean there's just any number of things that we think oh man it's just an animal or it's just a silly little thing if we let our guards down Mm -hmm. literally or proverbially we could end in disaster so I have a great wasp story for oh, you. Oh, come on. Just recently. Yeah. Jason and I are out on his Harley motorcycle, I'm, right? I'm beginning to see a, a common denominator to your trouble. I know. It's yeah, Jason. It what the heck? So we're out on this motorcycle. I'm being super safe. I have my helmet on. I have my glasses on. I'm wearing long pants, long shirt to be safe, right? So if anything happens, I'm good. So we're cruising along. All of a sudden, this bee hits me straight in between the eyes and stings me. And my head starts swelling up and I'm crying because it hurts so bad. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, I guess I got some free Botox because this bee (laughs) just hit me right between the eyes. Who doesn't want that, right? So then just recently, we're up on our side by side out enjoying nature. I have like squirts on and I have, you know, squirt. It's shorts and like a skirt over okay, it okay. it's like super hot it's been 100 degrees so we're out cruising along on the side by side all of a sudden this wasp comes in it goes inside my shorts and starts stinging me oh no <laughs> 
So I'm trying to get it out. I'm driving, by the way. I'm trying to get it out as I'm driving the side-by-side, trying to get it out of my squirts. And all of a sudden, it moves to the other side and stings me again. <laughs> and Jason's like, oh my gosh, I don't know. You're like wild to like go out in nature with. You always attract all the bees slash any crazy animals. Right. They like me. So... Yeah. Again, you just never know. Even when you're trying to be all cautious and prepared, right? That's right. You never know what's going to happen. So it's always good That's to right. be safe and have a backup plan. Yeah. Well, I know we're we're uh, probably getting close on our time, but I got to tell you this one wasp story. Okay, and I know we were sticking to work safety and Eric's going to get on us about that. But <laughs> I, I got to tell you, it's home safety. Everything we talk about at work, y'all, please don't mishear us or misunderstand what we're trying to say. What we do at work bleeds over into our everyday lives. So true. And as a young boy, I had an older brother. I have an older brother, Mm -hmm. actually. He lives up in Indiana now. And when we were kids, we had a swing set out back. And for whatever reason, the end cap of the swing set came off because, you know, we were two boys. We were tough on equipment. And so there was a hole in the end of that swing set and we'd pried the cap off the other side and we would put our mouth up to one side and we would holler through it and we'd put our ear on the other side and we used it as a telegraph or a telephone and we would whisper things and he could hear them, you know, and my, my sister would be swinging and we would be whispering to each other about her, you know. So at any rate, the, the fun part, well, it, it, got to, it got to where a wasp had built a nest inside that hole. Oh, wow. And we knew it. My dad told us to stay away from it. Right. And he had sprayed it. And then he had put the caps back on. And we decided to take the caps off. And so we were messing with the wasps like little boys will. Oh, I guess yeah. I was probably about seven. And you he were was 19. About <laughs> <laughs> okay. I told you not to tell. But the, uh, the uh, we were young. Okay. And my older brother said, hey, man, uh, tell me a secret. And right as I got up there to tell a secret, he bang, bang, banged on the other end. Oh, no. And uh, the wasps, of course, came out my side, you know, <gasps> probably hit me. I don't remember if it was seven or 11 times in the face before I hit the ground. Oh, my gosh. And I went over to a little kid pool that we had, and I sunk my face in that wet water, in that oh. cold water. I'm not allergic. Okay, good. No EpiPen. You know, of course, he spent the rest of the day trying to plead with, no, plead with me not to tell dad. Oh, and, and, uh, I, be in I had to tell him that I got stung and I couldn't say how. Because he'd already told us not to mess with those wasps. He already told us not to, you know. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so it was just one of those experiences. But we're going to do things like that. Yeah. And, and we're not saying that people who do things like that are wrong or any different than it we are. It happens. It's a mistake. And so when we talk about work safety and we talk about the intentional aspect of how we remain safe, it has to go home with us, too. You're right. Kids don't think about that. It's our job as parents as neighbors, as community, as citizens. It's our job to make sure we're seeing those things or looking for those things and mm-hmm. we're and we're not afraid to take action. You know, there's nothing wrong with making a correction to a neighbor kid. You know, you don't hit them with a switch or a paddle. You certainly want to say, hey, let me explain to you the, the what, what's wrong there. That's yeah. right. And it goes back to the why. We've talked mm-hmm. about it in episodes prior to this one and we'll talk about it again, I'm quite certain. Definitely. The uh, understanding the why. Why do we not put our mouths to that playground why do we not stick our face up close to there why do we not hit the other side with a stick why do we leave those wasps alone right. why do we not try to grab a snake without insurance exactly. you know why not? if we understand those whys mm-hmm. it, it certainly makes us a safer people and it uh, might have been that wasp that was on you i think it because was because he just was stinging me all over it was, yeah 
<laughs> he was still angry. <laughs> So thank you for sharing that with us. And we are so excited to hear more stories. So stay tuned. One Safety. The One Safety Podcast with Wendy Jensen Nichols and Paul Ferber. Wow. Wow. Safety.com. Wow.